Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to our boardroom chat. I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis. We want to welcome you again to another great chat. Hallelujah, Lord. <laughs> I hope you enjoy these, and I know you do. We get so many comments and compliments on them when I go out and, out and preach the gospel. I mean, that is really the number one compliment. I love them boardroom chat. Yeah, and you know, even the staff behind the scenes tell me they love them because it's like their Bible studies, their little teachings. Oh, I didn't they, know that. They, they, they the become, Lord. they're learning a lot from it, which we're, we're always yeah. growing and learning too. But people say, you feel, we feel like you're in my house. Mm -hmm. I've had many people have told me that. Mm -hmm. You know, when we all talking here, like, you, like you're sitting on my couch and you're in my house and we're all just talking about the wonderful things of God. Mm -hmm. It's just such a blessing of the Lord. Thank you for tuning in today. And I want to start off with say, thanking our partners for making this all possible. Yeah. I mean, all this equipment was bought by your donations so we could preach the gospel to the world. Mm -hmm. This table, I mean, it's just amazing. There's not a place, Kathy, I can't put my hand on in this ministry that the partners wasn't involved in it. Mm -hmm. And we're so thankful because oh, we're God. able to be debt-free and nothing goes to, to interest payments. Everything goes to spread yeah. the gospel. Yeah, we, we're totally debt-free. such a blessing. I want to talk about something I believe is going to be, I think I, 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 this may become a full-part situation here. We'll let the Lord guide us and direct us on that. The second question people ask me when they see me uh, that don't know me, what do you do for a living? What do you do? You know, there's something about you. You know, there's, there's a, I've, they've used the word brightness. Mm. There's a brightness about you. There's something. Uh, you know, what, what is that? You know, what is it? What do you do for a living? And I tell them I'm a minister of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll tell them I'm a motivational speaker because I'm both. Yeah. You know, those kind of different things in that nature. I want to ask the question, what does Jesus do? What's his job? Ah. This is a sermon I preached many, many years ago. And I think it warrants it today because the Word of God is not stagnant in any way, shape, or form. What does Jesus do now that he is resurrected, sitting at the right hand of the Father? Hmm. Well, he has four jobs. Are you ready? Hmm. Number one, he's a high priest. <coughs> Number two, he's a mediator. Number three, he's an intercessor. And number four, he's an advocate. Now, Kathy, I got a feeling that we can do, we need to do a four-part uh, boardroom chat like we did on the four types of get. This is powerful. This is good. This is his job. This is what Jesus is doing right now as you are watching this boardroom chat. Number one, he is a high priest. Number two, he's a mediator. Number three, he's an intercessor. And number four, he's an advocate. I want to talk about number one. He is a high priest. If you got your Bible or your iPad or your telephone, <clears throat> I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 8 because you got to have Scripture to back all these things. Right. Hebrews chapter 8, and I'm reading out of the King James Version. You might want to do a different translation, okay. Kathy. I will. Number one, he's a high <clears throat> priest. Look what Paul says in the writing to the Hebrews of chapter 8, verse 1. Now, the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. We have such a high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the, ma of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary. <clears throat> Notice that. And of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched and not by hand. Or a true minister of the holy things. Would right. you read that? What, what translation you got there? I have there? to amplify it. Right read there. that, verse 1 and verse 2. Now the main point of what we have to say is this. We have such a high priest, one who is seated at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. 
as officiating priest, a minister in the holy places and in the true tabernacle, which is erected not by man, but by the Lord. I see. I want you to listen here. Do you have that in another translation? Uh -huh. I, 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 I want to read then, then I want to deal with these points. I'm going to deal with him as a high priest. What okay. he's doing right now as you're watching this boardroom chat. Well, the passion. He's got four jobs. Right. Go ahead. What the four passion jobs. says. Baby. The passion says, now this is the crowning point of what we're saying. We have a magnificent king priest who ministers for us at the right hand of God. He is wow. enthroned with honor next to the throne of, majesty, of the majesty on high. He serves in the holy sanctuary in the true heavenly tabernacle set up by God and not by men. Now, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, he's a high priest. What does he do? Sometimes we pray wrong things. He takes our crude petitions and worship and makes them beautiful to the Father. Oh, listen to the mass message okay. translation. Did you hear my point? Yeah, I did. Let me say it again, then you read it. He takes our crude petitions and worship and makes them beautiful to the Father in His name. Right. Sometimes we, we, we pray wrong. Read, read right. what you're going to say. It does work with this translation. This is the message. It says, in essence, we have just such a high priest, authoritative, right alongside God, conducting worship in the one true sanctuary built by God. Praise the Lord. That's good. That's good. He takes our crude petitions and worship and makes them beautiful. What's a crude petition? Lord, I don't like sister so-and-so, kill her. What? I'm going to give you a true story. We had a deacon and his wife. This is at the very beginning of our salvation. Right. Got out the music business, okay? Came back and lived in Kathy's hometown. I was raised in New Orleans and on the West Bank of New Orleans. Kathy was raised in Homa, Louisiana, which is about 46, 47 miles away from uh, New Orleans. This, and we were going to that church. He came, he, he was mad at the pastor. Now, I don't know that. I'm a baby Christian. You understand me? You got a baby Christians. Came to my house and, and, and uh, he wanted to talk to us. You remember that? Mm -hmm. And it was so funny. Now, this is a crude petition. Well, I said, how could God turn this around to something good? But he, this just Jesus is a high priest. He knows what to do. He ain't just a priest. He's a high priest. He said, I want all of us to pray in our house. Oh, and we had no idea what he I had was no idea what he say. So I want you to notice Kathy's hand. I'm holding her hand like this. And God is my witness. I stand on 30 stacks of Bibles. I was so shocked when he said, he said, Lord Jesus, I want you to kill the pastor. I pulled my hand away from me. I had my hand in his hand and my other hand was in Kathy's hand. Yeah. I just, I did that. I said, man, you can't say that. See, that's a, he was mad at the pastor about something. I, I don't remember what it was about. But yet I said, God, I, and, and, I, here I am, a baby Christian. And I, I, I'm a paraphrase. I said, well, since you got him on, his, on your mind, let's pray for him. Not to kill him, but to help him. <laughs> if you think he's doing something bad, I personally didn't think he did anything bad. You know, everybody's got some opinion on something. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm so thankful that when we heard that, oh, we man. listened to the Spirit of God and we rejected that. We knew that was not God's, mm -mm. Uh, uh, that was so, that was demonic, actually. Very demonic. And so, you know, I'm glad that we responded in that way. You brought, I'm not saying actually, the man was demon-possessed, no, but it was a demonic state. It was in, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's I, don't, a judgment. I wasn't that farther along. <laughs> we were baby Christians in those days. But, I mean, the thing it was is that we rejected that and God brought correction right there. I believe that, that Ooh, was the high priest. It shocked him. Speaking through a baby Christian. Yeah, and I looked at him and said, you can't say that. I mean, my God, where's the love of God? 
You know what I'm saying? But just think if we would have gone along with that or, or been influenced to think that's how Christians act. You know, the Holy Spirit was our lead, our comforter. He right. taught us and led us. Right. And we rejected that because we knew that was ungodly and that was not what God would want us to pray about, of course. That's his number one job, that he was a high priest. He takes our crude petitions and works and makes them beautiful to the Father. I've had ministers, not ministers, well, ministers too, come to think about it, And Christian people, they got, they're so mad at the LGBTQ uh, people, Lord, kill them all. Just, just kill them. Whoa. I mean, since you got them on your mind, why don't we pray for God to save people? Right, God can change right. anybody. Right. You know, I mean, for God's sake. They're deceived. That's a crude potential. Jesus says, I got to fix this. Aww. I can't present this to my father. I wouldn't present such a dumb, stupid statement as, such, as that. So he has to fix it. And you know what he saw? He cries, grace, mercy, and redemption. For people that need help. That's what I mean as a high priest. Why? Because he's, he is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Here's another dumb, screwed petition. <laughs> Lord sent this sickness to teach me something. Well, when are you going to learn? Because if you don't learn, quick, it looks like you're going to die. God is not sending you stage four cancer. He, see, he's got to fix that. He, he can't present that. <laughs> Jesus goes, oh, I can't use this. He's got to fix it. And he says, Lord, this man has been attacked by Satan. That's how he fixes it. But I took his infirmity. I bore his sickness. And by my stripes, he's healed. That's a good high priest. That's what Jesus does concerning your sickness. Do you see that? You, you understand what I'm saying, Kathy? That he's touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He's not saying, let's hurt them some more because they might learn a little better. No. I, people, you know, the way, sometimes the way the church says God talks as a high priest, that he's a child abuser. I heard a preacher say, God will abuse you and then he'll use you. What's, you done lost your ever-loving mind. You know, the, Jesus canceled that before he could ever get to the Father. He's not an abuser. Ch a child abuser goes to jail. Right. But see, his very first job as a high priest, number one, you can write it down. He takes our crude petitions and worship, makes them beautiful to the Father in his name. Number two, he is touched with the feeling of our infirmities, because mm. he's a high priest. And number three, he has separated man from Satan's kingdom. I don't talk about that. I don't sin every day. Do you sin every day? No. No, I don't. <laughs> we don't sin every day. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But see, if you sin every day, you're a sinner. Yet the church world says that. That's wrong. You see, Jesus can't present that to the Father because he washed your sin away. Too many, You're saved by grace. Right. Too many people, though, Jesse, are sin conscious. They have a, they're, they're motivated by that. They're always thinking about that. When you become righteousness conscious, you, it just changes. That's the whole other way to, to go about life. You know, so often, and I was just writing this word, word down. I wrote this word down, infiltrated, mm -hmm. while you were talking a while ago, because that's what's happened. The devil has infiltrated the uh, God's the church, basically, to deceive and, and change, you know, in you know, implant different teachings. Like it's okay to pray for, to kill somebody. God doesn't Good want Lord. us to pray that way like you were just talking about. But God, the Holy Spirit's job is to correct all of that. And I think a lot of people do that just when they're baby Christians. Maybe they haven't learned, but the, we should grow up. There's a time where, where God has, it's like you said, fixing the prayers. But there, And that was them. during the baby stage. But there comes a time, you know, you help your babies along. You help them, you, you train them, and you teach, teach them how to eat, sure. how to hold a spoon. Sure. But at some point, they have to feed themselves. That's right. So 
there's a time, there's a there's a, a period where God is really doing that, but He expects us to grow up and find out what His Word says, and and mature in the things of God. Well, the he, high priest helps us to do that. Oh, he, he definitely does. He's, uh, uh, let me say it again. He takes our crude petitions of worship, and makes them beautiful to the Father in His name. Oh, I can't present that. You should pray something kind of dumb. He's touched with the feeling of our infirmity. I really love that. See, people say sickness is up the Lord. No, He took your infirmity. So you don't have to have it. Why, if he wanted you to have it, why, he's, why would he take it? Yeah. You, you see, it just makes no sense. And there's not, one, not, there's not one time that you could find in the Bible where Jesus or God put sickness. Jesus put sickness yeah. on people. He took it away. He took and he, he bore your it. sickness. So you don't have to bear it. Do you understand that? Amen. I remember when Jody was growing up and I said, she'd have a problem. You know what I would do? I was a high priest. I said, yeah. I'll take care of that. Yeah. I, I'll handle that. Oh, Dad, you don't know how strong that is, how hard it is. I said, Dad can handle it. And sure enough, I didn't. You would do the same thing, some things, you know, because sometimes teenagers, they just go off the wall, you know. Ooh, Lord, you know, but they're learning. It's common sense. We've been through those things. See, and, and, and he separated me from Satan's kingdom. I had a preacher ask me this, and he was serious as he could be. Brother Jesse, you've never committed adultery? I said, what did you say? He said, you know, and watch this. He used this statement. You know, everybody needs a spare tire. Now, he thinks a woman's a spare tire. You done lost your ever-loving mind, and yet he calls himself a minister of the gospel? Uh-uh. See, that man has got one leg in Satan's kingdom, and the other leg he's trying to keep in God's kingdom, I think they both and that think don't work. Satan's kingdom. Here's, here's another <laughs> crazy thing. You can be saved and demon-possessed. No, you can't. If God would have wanted to live with the devil, he'd have never kicked him out of heaven. Right? Right. So why would he want to live with the devil inside of you when the Bible says Christ in you, the hope of glory? If God is in you, there ain't no devil there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now watch that. Now we're getting to homiletics, hermeneutics, philosophy, and theology. Well, he can be in your soulless realm. Oh, Jesus. I, I, I'm not here to correct you. I'm just saying this. Only the word of God can divide soul and spirit. Just because you saw somebody who you thought was a Christian foam at the mouth and thought maybe a devil manifest, uh-uh, uh-uh. Only the word of God divides soul and spirit. You're going into places that you shouldn't go. There's no duplex in your heart. <laughs> there is a temple. You're talking about possession, but yeah. there are people who are oppressed, oppressed by the enemy. Oppressed heavily, yes. In fact, and uh, it may look like a possession, but it's not. Right. It, it, it's an oppression. Of the, see, let me, let me give you a prime example. People that uh, die of depression, they go so low. They're not demon-possessed. They're so heavily oppressed, they take their life. Mm. You see what I'm saying? That's oppressed. It's now, and it's in the mind. Now, I understand all that. But you've got to be careful. Now, you, you know, Jesus didn't write much about it, so you shouldn't say a lot about it. If he didn't say much about it, then you shouldn't say a lot about it. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because there's a reason for that. He's this high priest. I remember, my God, when, uh, when I got saved, in essence, the Lord presented me to his father. I love the way you express that. Sometimes you've talked about uh, the baby. And the baby. I was a baby Christian. Mm -hmm. And the way I, best way I could kind of analyze it, I got born again. Mm -hmm. And the Lord took me and said, Father, this is Jesse. What do you think? Like an infant, yeah. Like an infant. You know, I was a baby. Speaking. What do you think? And the father said, he looks just like you, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> See, that's a blessing. Yeah. That's a blessing of the Lord. I became 
a child so of God. God sees you as precious when you're born yes. again, He's, uh, no matter what age you are and knowing him, of course. So, so watch this. He takes those crude petitions, supplications with thanksgiving, and he presents them to his father in Jesus' name. He's touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He has separated man from Satan's kingdom. I want to stay on that. You know, the, by saying you have sin every day, then you're not separated. Right. Be separate. That's what God right. says. You know what I'm right. saying? Those kind of, I, so I don't do those things. I've had many opportunities to sin. I just don't take them. I'll, I'll give you one better than that. I have many opportunities to fail. I just don't take them. I do have some power in this ministry. Right. I have some power to hurt people, but I don't do that. God didn't send me to hurt. He sent me to help. Well, God didn't send Jesus to hurt us. He sent Jesus to help us by dying on the cross for us. The nails did not hold Jesus to the cross, got it? Mm -hmm. I was sinned in. Well, you remember when Jesus was with his disciples and uh, I, think it was, I think it was John who was later called the beloved. At one point he wanted to, I think it was with his brother James, John and James, wanted to call down fire uh, from heaven. Call them sons of thunder. Sons of, and that's what he called them. He says, you know not what spirit you yeah. are of. He so was he mad. Was, he, they were mad about it. You know, I've been there. I got to say this. I've been there <laughs> with James and John. I wanted to call fire down from there and wipe out a few people. <laughs> or I wanted to call a few friends of mine in La Costa Nostra and say, you know, take care of this. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do that. You can't do that. Why? Because he separated you from Satan's kingdom. You can't hate people. Hmm. Now, you didn't like that part, did you? You can't hate people. God will take uh, the high priest. Jesus Christ will destroy the hate in you. Hmm. You follow what I'm trying to say? And when you understand that. Now, some of you are hearing that. You know, I, I preached that over 40 years ago, and it's time to just re-go re back and go back and look at that. Jesus gets up every morning, puts on his high priest robes, for lack of a better way to say it. Remember, he's got four jobs. He's a high priest, he's a mediator, he's an intercessor, and he's an advocate. So we're talking about this part as a high priest. Right. Thank God for the high priest. Because mm -hmm. when he goes before the Lord, it's such a blessing. So he separates. So when Satan tries to cause me to sin, I said, excuse me, I don't think you should be here. You're not of my world. God told me to be ye separate. So I refuse to hear you. I will not speak your thoughts. Because the Bible said in Matthew 6, take no thought, say it. That's how you take That's a good. thought, you say it. That's good. But if you don't say it, it, it dies unborn. It aborts itself. But the minute you say it, it becomes yours. So when you understand that, 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 that those crude, and I have prayed some dumb, stupid prayers. And the Lord has said, mm, oh, man, I got to fix this because the Father, I want my Father to answer Jesse. You remember that the way people would pray, I think, that for their children to be saved. I used to hear this years ago. Oh, Lord, save him. Just, you know, uh, cripple him or whatever. Yeah. I put him on the altar, beat their brains out, the break their up. legs. The Lord, he ain't presenting that to Lord, the Father. get him to you. Do whatever it takes, Jesus, whatever to get him saved, for, for Lord. My will to break. Kill him if you it got to. It was even a song they used to sing in that old Pentecostal church we went to. Whatever it takes for my will to break. Yeah, or or or, <laughs> like or, or that he he song, gloom and despair and agony on me, deep dark depression, excessive misery. I don't think we ought to be singing that song. <laughs> for God's sake. Who wants that kind of stuff? But I've heard people pray that kind of prayer about their children. Mm -hmm. Of course, or, or, put them on the altar. Is yeah, how put them on the altar. Kill them. Do it. And then all of a sudden they get Beat killed in a car accident. Lord, why'd you do that? He didn't do that. Satan did it. You gave license to you Satan to kill door. that boy. 
Yeah. Don't get mad at me for saying Instead that. Instead of pleading the protection, Lord, yeah. and I, there's a proper Draw way the to, bloodline There's on. a proper way to pray for your family, for your children. I would pray for you when I was praying for you as a, when you were not saved. I'd say, Lord, send laborers of the harvest uh, to him to bring the gospel. And I'd, I'd rebuke the devil from blinding his eyes to the truth. You can pray specific prayers like God, send someone to bring the message to them that will speak to them in a way. Open their eyes, Lord. And rebuke the devil from blinding their eyes. There's the things like that you can pray. Well, you know, so many people say, God put this sickness on me to teach me. And then they want me to pray for God to heal them. I said, well, I can't pray for you. What do you mean you can't pray for me? Well, you just told me that God sent this sickness on you to teach you something. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't pray for you. I would be going against God. See how asinine. Yeah, you trying to wake Look, This is up. the right word. You Boy. see how asinine that is? That's, That's just good. crazy. That's, That's a perfect, perfect word. <laughs> but you want me to go against the will of God because you think God sent that sickness to teach you something? Yeah. yeah. I can't pray that. No, because see, it's totally contrary to the work, to the God's work. He took your infirmity. He bore your sickness. By his stripes you were healed. Not you will be. You were before you ever got sick. Your answer was stronger and older and bigger and better than the sickness that attached itself to your body. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you see? And beside that, that's your body. Satan has no right to be touching your body. That belongs to you. Mm -hmm. You see? So uh, let me go back to that, you know. I, when people tell me that, well, then I can't pray for you. Well, yeah, but, but I need prayer. Right. You definitely need prayer because what you're saying is a very crude petition that God's got to fix. Because if you believe that that's the will of God, then I can't pray. I'm not going to go against the will of God for you. You see what I'm saying? i never forget I prayed for a person in a hospital. She was dying of cancer. And they did a tracheotomy, you know, where they cut that hole so she could breathe. This freaked me out. I mean, I was a young preacher. I walked into a room, and she had had a cigarette stuck in the hole of the tracheotomy. She was smoking from here, the cigarette stuck out. And she pulled a cigarette out and she said, I want God to heal me. And I thought, man. And I didn't know what to do. I was just a young preacher. I said, oh, Lord. And, I, and she said, Lord, heal me of this cancer. I'll keep the diabetes. I stopped praying. She actually said that. Well, she died about a week later. Now, who told her to pray like that? What minister said that God sent that to her. I believe that minister will stand in the judgment for that. You see, God separated us from Satan's kingdom. Amen. That's and he true. took our infirmity and bore our sickness. By his stripes we were healed. That's what Jesus is doing every day right now as you're listening to this. Mm -hmm. He is our high priest. Now, I, I re read uh, Hebrews 8, verse 1 again, Kathy. Read that. In the uh, Amplified? And whichever one, on Message Transfer, whichever one you got right there. Uh, the Amplified's right here. Now, the main point of what we have to say is this. We have such a high priest, one who is seated at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven, as an officiated, as officiating priest, a minister in the holy places, in the true tabernacle, which is erected not by man, but by the Lord. You know, I thank God every day that he is my high priest. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what, Je that's the first thing Jesus does. Starting your day. Yeah, and on verse 3, it goes on to say, For every high priest is appointed to offer up gifts and sacrifices. Mm, so mm. it is essential for this high priest to have some offerings to make also. You know, we all know that Jesus is our high priest, but think about this. When he was, uh, when he was crucified on the cross, and when the Bible talks about how the, the, 
the curtain that separated Rip. that high priest's place, where uh, only the, the high priest yeah, could go, was torn from the top to the bottom. Yeah, and it was like they said anywhere from 12 inches to 18 inches thick. Thick, right. And it was impossible to do that in the natural. God did that signifying that Jesus is now the only high. And he goes and he opens it up. This high priest made it inclusive, included so that we can all go to the, the Father. Directly to the Father through Jesus. You see, you had the holy place. Then you had the holies of holies. The Ark of the Covenant was in total, complete darkness. Mm. God was in it. And, you know, and when, you know, when Moses took those 70 elders up on a mountain, and Moses did not, he, the Lord said, come into the darkness. God, because his light is so powerful that he had the shade because it would kill everything. Mm. He said, you can't see my, my face and live. You, can, you see, so you had to put these shields. And then when he ripped that curtain, now, you know, how do you tear that kind of cloth? And he made sure it came from God because it went from top to bottom. And some say it was 60 feet high. Mm. That's big. Can you imagine how heavy that was? Mm. I mean, and yet, and he opened up the holies of holies for everybody to come in because only the high priest could go in there. Right, right. Now you can go in there. You don't think that's a great job Jesus gave you? Yeah. And gave, and gave himself? And and so said, he says we can go directly to the Father now because of this high priest. And so that's what we do. We pray to the, the way Jesus did. We pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. Well, and also he, when he did that, he, first let me say this. He took our crew petitions, worship, makes them beautiful to the Father in his name. That's part of his job as a high priest. He is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Mm. Number three, he is separated man from Satan's kingdom. And number four, he has obtained eternal redemption and carried his blood into the holies of holies and oh. declared man righteous. That's, what that, yeah. That's why Mary couldn't touch him. Mm -hmm. He had not yet ascended. Mm -hmm. he, he, had, he was raised from the dead. He was resurrected. But he had not yet went to the Father and poured his blood on the holies of holies. And when she saw him, you know, I mean, she went to the, he said, don't touch me for I have not yet ascended. Right, right. But, but when he did that, oh, he declared man righteous from the very throne of the most high God at the holiest of the holy of the holy of the holiest place. Yeah. Think about that. And this righteousness belongs to whosoever will believe in him. He did it for the whole world, yeah. but you access it personally by making a personal decision to believe him for yourself. I think we need to pray for people to get saved that's right, right now. That's good. These are high praise. Father, people that are watching that, they may, that may know you, about Lord. you, but they don't know you, Jesus. Yes. I ask you to reveal to them right now that you are a high priest. Yes. Lord, that you are a mediator, that Thank you are you, an Lord. intercessor. Thank you, Lord. And God, you're an advocate. Now, yes. we're only dealing with your high, high priest qualities right now. But God, they can receive right now eternal redemption. Yes. Because you don't cover their sin. You wash it away. Yes. You expunge the record, which yes, means it Lord. never existed. I thank, thank you, you for it in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer with me, write us today. Yeah. Call us. Do something. Mm -hmm. yeah, comment and, 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 and let us know something. Now, partners, I got to talk to our partners. We were able to pray a prayer of salvation because of your faithfulness to this ministry, mm -hmm. because of your faithful financial support. I mean, this camera costs a lot of money. These lights cost a lot. And y'all paid for all, all the partners there. I said, it, I think last time on, there's not a place I can put my hand on anything in this ministry that I doesn't touch a partner that hadn't helped me. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, partners, one lady paid for Studio C. Powerful. What a blessing. So we could be a blessing. So we could pray this prayer we just prayed. That's amazing to me. Yeah. And I'll tell, I'm going to say something sound arrogant. He is well pleased with me and Kathy for doing these things. We work, we work. People say, yeah, I ain't never seen people work so much. You know why? If Jesus working, why shouldn't I work? Yeah. I am his representative. He made us kings and priests in this That's life. That's right. That's what he said in, I think it was Revelation. John chapter, I don't know if it was chapter five, but he says, I fought, my father is always working and so am I. And so am I. So yeah. thank you, partners. Thank you for blessing this ministry with your faithful financial support. To us, it's not money. Mm -hmm. To us, it's people. Reaching people, changing lives, one soul, just touching people. So a lot of times I'll come and I said, I am you doing what the Lord Jesus said by giving this altar call to separate you from Satan's kingdom mm -hmm. so you can obtain eternal redemption. And for all you that have prayed them dumb, stupid prayers, God's going to fix those things too. Yeah, you can help. He's going to help you to grow up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, that's what it means to be a high priest. Mm -hmm. So think about that. Now you know what you do every day. Now you know one facet of what Jesus does every day. Every day. And that's his number one job. Yes, high priest. To be the total high priest. And then in Revelation chapter 1, it said he's made us kings and priests in this life. So what we do is imitate him. Mm. Do you understand that? Mm. See, that's what's happening. And when you understand that, God said, what sins you remit will be remitted. What sins you retain will be retained. Because you're standing in that priesthood. Mm -hmm. You're standing in that high priesthood. Yeah. You, know why, you know why me and Kathy tithe? Because Jesus is on the same order of the high priest of Melchizedek. Right. That's still going on. There's no, end of, there's no end to that. Right. And when you understand that, uh, I'm going to say something. going to shock a few people here, and I might have to preach on it. I had a guy tell me, he said, you know, uh, last night, well, you know, you don't have to tithe no more because that's under the law. And he quotes this, you know, will a man rob God? I said, I can answer that. Yes. How have you robbed me in tithes and offerings? Uh-oh. I said, so Jesus, the tithing's under the law. I said, but he said tithe and offerings. And offerings. And, oh, excuse me, excuse me. Why, listen to this. Here's a revelation to you. So if tithing's under the law, offerings are under the law. He said tithe and offerings. Malachi 3, go read it. So why are you taking offerings? Ah. Did the light bulb go on? Did the light bulb? Or did it just explode? <laughs> Wait, with tithing, you don't have to do that. Well, it's under the law. Well, so is offerings. Tithe and offerings. Why are you taking an offering? Oh, I'm, I'm giving you a little time to think right there. Oh, you're going to have to go to the high priest to figure that out. It's a very simple. See, it's a very simple revelation, but most people never see that. They just see the tithe. But he said tithe and offerings. Jesus fulfilled the law, yes. but he didn't throw it away. Let me tell you something. Aaron's rod, a bowl of manna, Aaron's rod, a bowl of manna, that's still in the Ark of the Covenant. And the Ten Commandments. And the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. All three of them are in there. Yeah. You didn't throw it away. So the reason why I'm a tither, because you know what? How else do you put God first? I want to bless the high priest. <laughs> and offerings. So I like the Old Testament and the New Testament. Because Jesus is the center of both, one leg in the old, one leg in the old, in the new.
And you know, and I just mean that sincerely. But next time somebody say, well, I don't do that, it's under the law. Well, then don't give me offerings. So is yeah. the offering, that's under the law too. Oh, no, 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 we give offerings by grace. No, 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 offering is an offering. Whether you call it law offering, grace offering, it's an offering. You see what I'm saying? See how silly and crazy that is? Why don't you just want to bless the Lord? Because he's blessed you so much. Why do you do that? Because he, ever, he, he ever separated lived. me from his kingdom. From Satan's kingdom, not his. Yeah. Satan's kingdom. He 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 he, he t takes my crude petitions and supplications and makes them beautiful to, to the Father. And what I love about this, he's touched with the feeling of my infirmity, and he's obtained eternal redemption. So when Satan tells me, "Boy, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna put you in hell," I say, "You can't, baby. I'm separated from you." and I'm connected with God. Amen. That's good. Woo. Now, I want you to think about that. Mm -hmm. We're going to do full parts on this. Mm -hmm. Let the Lord just to say that. So his very number one job is that he is a high, high priest. priest. Now, next week, we're going to deal with number two. He is a mediator. Mm -hmm. Got to have somebody between you and God. Mm. If you're Catholic, when you go in that confession booth, that priest is your mediator. Right, right. If you're Protestant, that Holy Spirit is your mediator. We're going to be talking about that next week. Mm. I, I want to stop right now because I want you to meditate and concentrate on what we said. Remember, when you get up tomorrow morning, thank Jesus for being the high priest. Right. Consider him. Ooh, because he deserves to be considered. Mm. Until next week, this is Jess and Kathy saying we love you. God bless you. Remember, part two is coming. Yeah. Now we're going to deal with his second job, the mediatorship coming. Okay? See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.